Hey, I'm James, aka Keepsakes, and we're here on Totally Wired to talk about my new record, Blunt Clout Trauma, on Hector Oaks's label, Oaks. The last solo Keepsakes record was a virtue in Vogue back in 2022. What's it like looking back at that 12-inch and what's changed for you since then? Well, I think when I wrote that record, or when I wrote a lot of that record, some of it was written when I was still living in Berlin. Uh, it was during the COVID pandemic, a lot of that was written. And then some of the tracks were written when I had just moved to Otatahi. So it was definitely a big change environment and a big sort of uplift of my entire life at that time and yeah it's been quite a big change obviously living in berlin and now living here in little christchurch um, uh, but it's been a change for the positive generally speaking i've definitely become more productive with making music since i moved here um, i think being in the midst of the center of kind of the electronic music industry in berlin was often quite a negative thing as well obviously there's a lot of positives with meeting all these wonderful people meeting like-minded people to collaborate with but also you kind of see the negatives of electronic music as an industry which here we don't see much of because it is still quite niche especially something like techno but when you're there you really kind of see a lot of the greed and a lot of the hype and a lot of the stuff that goes into it that just isn't about creative output and music which can become quite draining sometimes so i think i'm definitely sort of in a more positive place than when i made that record as well and perhaps that's reflected in the sonics as well but also i think since moving to utatahi I'm just kind of more exposed to a bigger variety of music when I go out because it's not techno all the time here and you can't kind of pigeonhole yourself as a consumer as well. And here I'm listening to a lot of bass music, um, a lot more house music, going to a lot more band gigs. And I think that kind of fed into this record compared to the last one as well because I did definitely try to make more of a conscious switch in my sound you could say with this new record. Yeah, we also had your collab EP with Henry Nickel as Cut989, one of my favourite releases of 2023. How was it working with Henry on that? Yeah, it was really, really refreshing. Actually, that was probably the best musical collaboration I've ever had in my entire life, to be quite honest. Um, we both come from quite different musical backgrounds. He's much more known for his kind of 
very moody Indian sort of experimental post-rock and industrial music whereas I do come from more of a pure dance music background and I think those two things combined very well for quite a potent mix really um, and the record we put out I was extremely happy with and it, it was just great to do something that wasn't dance music for once the whole purpose of that record wasn't for the dance floor wasn't to make people dance it was definitely intended far more as something that would be amazing to just listen to uh, rather than dance to uh, and I think changing that focus when the majority of the music you make is to make people dance it was definitely quite freeing and allowed me to try out some stuff that I kind of maybe felt like I wasn't able to do with techno uh, so yeah all around a really really great experience On this new one, was there a direction you felt yourself being pulled towards stylistically? I guess the way that I write, I'm not necessarily writing all these tracks going, this is going to be the full EP as I see it, because it's always mediated by a label, and I'll make a bunch of stuff that does have a certain theme to it, and then the label is the one that ultimately decides which ones they like the most and which makes sense for them to put out. But definitely uh, with this bunch of tracks, it's when I really started to turn away from that more sort of hard industrial sound, I guess I've been traditionally known for. And I really wanted to have a lot more funk and groove on this record, but while still maintaining kind of a hard edge to it, but just make it, yeah, a lot more funky and groovy and more inclined to sort of get those hips moving uh, which kind of isn't present in a lot of today's hard and industrial techno though you know the 90s and early 2000s and mid 2000s actually show us otherwise that you can have hard music that still has a really good groove to it sort of a jeff mills was doing that um, producers like glenn wilson mike humphreys pounding grooves they're all people that back in the 90s were making hard music that was actually quite funky at the same time and i just kind of wanted to yeah, push that side of my new music, but also it's just, I don't know, it's a nice change. Hector Oaks put this new one out. How did you meet them and start releasing music together? Well, I think I first met Hector in person. We played a gig together in 2018 and we'd sort of semi-regularly see each other around Berlin and we'd sometimes play shows together. Yeah, just kind of got talking. I started sending him music. I think it was in 2020 or 21 that he first released one of my tracks on one of the uh, Chaos compilations he does on his label. Um, and yeah, ever since then, I've just continued to send him music. 
and he continues to like it and keeps releasing it and I mean, his label is definitely hands down one of my favorite labels at the moment I think they're pretty consistent with the music they release I generally buy everything that I can't get him to give me for free yeah just kind of all happened naturally from meeting people in Berlin really and from meeting him in Berlin it's one of the benefits of being there Let's hear about the tracks individually now, starting at the top with Dog Anonymous Fluid. Well, I guess that track is probably the closest to previous kind of style I've I've put out there. It's definitely the sort of the darkest track on the record, but still I think had a lot more of that groove to the rhythm that I was really looking for. But yeah, I mean that that track's mostly sort of driven by this vocal sample that I used. Um, it's sort of a resampled hip-hop vocal acapella that I found, but um, I kind of twisted it around using a granular sampling VST, the mangle, which, by the way, whenever I talk about, everyone goes to try and find it and realise it's discontinued. Um, so good luck to everyone that tries to find that particular VST. Uh, but I twisted the vocal sample using that and then added some grain delay, which kind of like shifted the pitch of it in sort of a really unusual fashion to create that almost sort of demonic texture to the voice. Yeah, that's what really drove that track. And I think it was kind of a good opener in a sense in that it could sort of bridge between where I'm coming from and where I'm going with the rest of the record. So it kind of made sense to, to open up with that one.
Yeah, so with this one, I was really trying to kind of create this call and response dynamic between several aspects in the tracks. So namely the vocal sample, which was taken from um, the documentary Paris is Burning, sort of on the New York sort of Vogue scene back in the, well, it must have been the 70s or 80s. I can't remember the period that that was covering, but I took this, there was a vocal sample from there. So the interplay between that, the acid line, and that kind of like almost soulful, hard groovy synth stab that's in there. And I was really trying to play around with shifting the position of each of those elements within the track. Yeah, creating this ever-changing kind of call and response dynamic between them and having like a lot of this change in the track whilst also kind of like keeping it somewhat minimalistic in the sound elements that people were looking out for but still trying to create dynamism within that so yeah that's really where that one was coming from trying to kind of have that groovy beat but then have all these other elements calling and responding to each other and constantly switching around
this one, I mean, I guess I called it Criminal Drum Lab just because it's the, that sort of main hook in the track is purely percussive. Uh, like it's kind of like a mixture of congas and djembes um, all playing together in a loop and then I'm again using this same uh, grain delay plugin to kind of shift the pitch of that loop to kind of then create a melody that sort of isn't a melody that would sit within any traditional musical scales or anything. So yeah, that was kind of the main idea with that track, just have like a real funky beat again, but kind of try and turn the percussion into the hook, I suppose.
this track was most directly influenced by Jeff Mills' Purpose Maker period. It's kind of when he went from making a lot more sort of like quite hard experimental stuff and re himself really focused on kind of that more groovy, rhythmic, often very Latin inspired stuff as well. So I really took inspiration from that period of Jeff Mills productions in this track. I mean, you can kind of hear that with the some kind of conga rhythm that's in there and also with the horn sample that's not actually like a horn instrument that's a sample of a train in India honking at the guy recording the video to get off the tracks but you can kind of hear that as well there's kind of like those individual little horn stabs and then there's the real long held note and if you're listening in the right conditions you can actually hear the panning go across as kind of it is in the video where the train kind of passes the guy recording it
yeah, well, I thought it was kind of appropriate to tie it up with a more euphoric moment. I mean, I guess this is much more inspired by a lot more sort of trance and also that period in the 90s where techno and trance were almost the same thing, where you had producers like CJ Boland and the Source Experience, um, all sort of early R&S. And this was kind of before there was no dividing line between those two genres. And it's kind of, it's a funny thing as well, like trance and especially psytrance, they're these often very maligned genres within a lot of dance music circles, within sort of techno and house circles especially. It's kind of seen as like the nasty, dirty, crusty, hippie genre. And it's actually it's actually a lot more than that it's something i've become quite converted to over the past few years especially since i've been attending uh, that twisted frequency festival in golden bay on new year's eve um i've definitely become a convert to that sound and yeah i guess this was sort of like a bit of my own tribute to that sort of thing as well and it's still very much a techno track but i just wanted to have this nice euphoric moment in there as well.
Hey, I'm Keep Six and you're listening to Totally Wired on BFM. <laughs> 